Thank you so much for joining me today on Just Praise Him Radio. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. I plan to make a new intro and outro with my new address, y'all, but I have not been able to find good music for it that does not require $150 or more for the licensing fee, plus the cost of the music. And JPH is just not going to pay that. That's ridiculous. So I may just have to speak the intro outro each time without music. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't sound too bad this way. Well, I had a podcast for y'all this week, but I had so many things come up, not good ones. So many bad things come up that I did not get it finished, but I think you'll like it when I do. This cold weather is a real shock where I am, and I cannot believe how difficult it is to stay warm, even with central heat. I'm really concerned for you guys up north, but I I guess you're used to it, but still. It seems like after rereading the word that this could be the intense winter that we were warned about, and maybe even the deadly winter. Both of those words are reposted on JPH for, I think, yesterday. Um, today being Christmas Eve 2022, so yesterday, December 23rd, 2022, if y'all want to read them. Please comment if you do. I would love to know what y'all think. Some people have already said, yeah, we definitely think it's it. It sure feels like it, and I see signs. There are people. There are people not surviving the storm, I'm very sorry to say. And I think there will be quite a few more before it's done. So I've been working on some good podcasts for y'all with the intention of recording them as I get them written. So I should have some good stuff coming up for you the next few podcasts. So y'all know now that I moved to Louisiana. Um, The Lord needed me to come down here and help with the revival, which has not started yet, but it's part of the final harvest revival. Now, the final harvest revival, once it gets started, is going to go all over the world. And there, it will be marked by many very notable miracles. It's going to be like Azusa Street, but everywhere. And the reason is because the purpose of the final harvest revival, God calls it my final harvest revival, is to bring in the souls, number one. And the way he does that For people who don't understand that he's God is he just shows them these really big miracles. He's like, hey, this is what I can do. This is who I am. So he's going to be doing a lot of those miracles. The unbelievers are going to see and become believers. That's the way I understand it. And all of us who are still here, I guess, will be helping with that. Because when you have that many people flooding into the churches, you're going to need a lot of help, right? So. I hated living in Arkansas, y'all. I'll tell y'all the truth. I hated it. When I first got up to the Ozarks, I thought, oh, this is really pretty. But the new wore off pretty quick once the snakes and the spiders showed up. And I was so far from everything. So far. There was a little mom and pop grocery store in the town where I lived. But everything else was like 30 minutes away or further. And I hated that. After living down there in Dallas, I hated that. And I did not enjoy living in the mountains, so I tried not to complain all the time, but so so here I am. I'm not in the mountains anymore. I'm down on the Gulf Coast. So y'all know I teach a lot on the power of our words. So I got to tell you what happened on the trip from Arkansas to Louisiana. I was so happy to leave Arkansas and be released from it. it. Arkansas 
felt like an overgrown prison to me. Um, so as I drove south on the interstate, I was thanking God and praising him for a new start in a new place. And then he impressed upon me that I could have been released a lot sooner, but my words had been stout against him. And I was like, oh, what did I say? You know, what did I say? And then I remembered myself saying again and again and again, the Lord usually keeps me in a place for four years. The Lord usually keeps me in a place for four years. So guess how long I had to stay in Arkansas? Yep, you guessed it. About four years. A little over, I think. I was in a prison, all right. One of my own making. I had built its walls with my own words. And it made me wonder, how often do we live in prisons of sickness and lack and, and geographical location that we build ourselves while desperately wanting out of them? I'm not fond of Louisiana either but I'm just here to do a job. So at least I do have a few friends here and I have no plans to stay after the revival work is done. And I know what marks the end of my time here when I'm supposed to go or when he's done with me. And my hope is the Lord will let me move back home after that if I've not been called to my real home by then. I'm just so tired of moving y'all. I moved twice last year. I cannot tell you how tired I am of moving. I'm too old for this. And I'm so weary of unresponsive landlords and broke down old rent houses where you never feel like you get them all the way clean and you're constantly fighting insects and other kinds of nastiness. It's just horrible. You just, I don't even want to, yeah, anyways. So when the Lord told me to start packing, I didn't know where I was going. And then he sent me a word that you're not packing fast enough. So I'm like, okay, so I packed faster. And then I got the date of when I was supposed to leave. And then I was like, yeah, I better pack a lot faster. I was moving alone, and so I could not take anything large with me because I couldn't unload it when I got to Louisiana, and I had no idea if I'd have any help. I knew I didn't have a place to stay. So I gave away all my furniture before I moved because I couldn't do anything else. I wouldn't get to put it in a storage and pay for a storage because I didn't had no plans to go back to Arkansas, for sure, and I couldn't take it with me. All I could, I pulled was a, like a little five by eight trailer and the JPH stuff filled up most of that because I have two four door filing cabinets and I keep all the stuff in there and that filled up most of it. That and the other, you know, equipment for the JPH with printers and different stuff like tables and stuff like that. I don't have a big desk or anything. And so I'm like, okay, there's not a lot else going to fit in there. And I put stuff in the back of my truck, what I could. And I just, I couldn't bring a whole lot. I was able to bring my clothes, well, most of my clothes and, you know, my dogs uh, and a little bit of their stuff. And that was it. Most of the rest of it stayed up. I went through my dishes and I took like two plates, two glasses. You know, I mean, that's all you can do. If you can't take it all, you just take what you can. So I gave up a lot on this move. I give up stuff every time I move, but I gave up a lot for this move. I gave up furniture I did not want to give up. I had a beautiful couch I had bought in 2013, and I miss my couch. I don't have a place to put my couch, but I do miss my couch. But I gave it to a friend who was in need, so I know it's gone to, you know, good purpose. But mostly I miss that, and I'm, I had two antique trunks that I bought in 1990, and I miss those. But, you know, it is what it is. You can't, you, you have to make choices when you work for God, and you, when you are called to do His will, you're it seems like every time you turn around, you're being faced with a choice and you have to lay things down and 
you know, you have to lay things down of the world so that you can pick up things of, of spiritual consequence. Anyway, I don't want to mope and whine about what I've given up. It is what it is. But just for those of you who are called to work for the Lord, just be aware that you, you'll you be laying down some stuff. The anointing is free, but it's going to cost you everything you got before it's over. Okay, so I have been planning to make an actual video for y'all that I'm actually in. I haven't done one since I put out the Deadly Winter Word, I think, in 2019. But... Um, <laughs> If I can ever stop moving around long enough that I can unpack my camcorder, maybe I can get that done. But uh, I am planning one. It's just not done yet. I'm sorry. I am trying. Um, and the other reason I'm trying not to complain is the Lord let me know this week that that, uh, that complaining is unbelief. And I thought, oh, I did not know that. Did y'all know that? I did not know that. So we know the economic crash is coming. I know y'all are thinking about that because I think about it too. And I haven't really seen anything new about that. I think I shared with you already everything that I'd seen in the past about it. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be worse than the Great Depression. But I do believe that he said that those uh, of his children who are obedient, they don't have to be concerned about what's coming because he's going to take care of them. I did want to tell you all one story, a testimony of when I moved um, in Arkansas. I had a nice washer and dryer um, that I'd had for, I don't know, three or four years, five years maybe, I can't remember. Worked perfect, really good washer and dryer. And I couldn't, obviously I cannot lift a washer or dryer by myself. And I had no one to help me in the move. So, and I really had no room for it either because I could only pull one trailer. So I had to give that up too. And I, and you know, I... You just, when you have to give up something like that, that you know you need where you're going, you, you just want to cry. And I just told the Lord, I, I gave it to some people in need. And I said, Lord, I'm just believing you that if I sow this to somebody in need, that when I need a set, you're going to bring me a set of a washer and dryer, you know, that works as good as this. Well, when I moved into my place in Louisiana, uh, someone from the church purchased me a secondhand washer and dryer. And the washer is really good. It's an HE washer. I like it better than the washer I had. The dryer's excellent. And I, I'm like, okay. He replaced what I gave up, what I sowed as a seed to some people that really needed it, to a woman that really, really needed it. Because I gave that up and sowed it as a seed to someone in need, he gave me back better than what I had. And I have seen him do this before, so this must be a spiritual law. He doesn't just bring you back what you had. He brings you back better than what you had. And there was a time back when I was married to my children's father that we fell on hard times, real hard times, uh, hard enough times that we had to put our stuff out in the front yard and sell it to get gas money to go from the Texas coast up to Princeton, where my mom and dad were, to try to find work because we uh, just couldn't stay working. We were in a resort area near Galveston, and there was no work. It was off season and there was no work. And, you know, we didn't know about any of that stuff then. So we had to get north because we were fixing to starve. So we put what we had uh, out in the front yard and basically held a little garage sale. And while, when I went in the house to do something and I didn't know it, my husband, because he was worried about having enough gas money and worried about, I'm sure, the condition of our little beat up to Toyota Celica that we had then. that was Oh, it was terrible, y'all. If you could see a picture of that. It was primer gray. 
bashed in on the side, but it ran okay. I mean, well, it ran if you could keep it running when the carburetor wasn't too good. But um, we had had it for over a year, and it did all right. And that's what we drove through Texas. And it wasn't big enough to take anything with us. So we weren't going to be able to take anything anyway. But he put my old uh, sewing machine that I had bought for a little of nothing out there, and he put my handmade Christmas ornaments out there. I had some hand needle-pointed Christmas ornaments out there and sold them. And, you know, he saw them. He knew that they were worth more than what we had to sell because we didn't own anything. We know nothing. We were so poor. And he was just, I realized, I was really upset when it happened. But then I realized later, I was like, no, he was worried about us making that trip. And he was worried about us. You know, we didn't have cell phones back then. We had no family that had enough money that could have even come and got us if we broke down. So he was trying to take care of us. And I didn't know right away about the ornaments. I did know about the sewing machine. And I was really upset. But I was like, well. There's nothing I can do. It's sold and, you know, he got 20 bucks out of it or whatever. And um, that's all we could do. So I just believed God. I didn't even walk with God back then, but I just believed that, you know, when I needed another one, somehow I'd be able to get one. Years later, many, many years later, I don't even remember how many years it was because we were already divorced and we divorced in 87 or 88, somewhere in there. Years later, when I needed a sewing machine, I was able to buy a secondhand sewing machine for not very much money that was 50 times better than the one I lost. And later after that, when I didn't have that one anymore, I was able actually in the, when I lived in the townhouse to buy a new one, a brand new one. And I think that was my first ever brand new and I don't have that one now either, but I don't have any time to sew. So I don't guess it matters, but I was able to actually buy a new one that was on sale at this terrifically low price. Um, that was one of the things that I gave up for this trip to move to Louisiana too, was that nice sewing machine. But it is what it is. I don't have any time to sew. And if I have to mend something, I just do it by hand. So anyway, I just wanted to tell you all that if the Lord moves you, if he leads you to move, do not be afraid. Because if you will have faith, if you will just say, okay, if he did it for her, he's no respecter of persons. He'll do it for me. He'll, he'll bring me what I need, or he'll make me able to buy what I need. If you will do that, and if you will believe him, he will provide what you need. Do not be afraid to move if he is moving you, because if he is moving you, there is a reason. And it is either to keep you safe or it is to put you somewhere where you are needed, where you're going to be witnessing to people and bringing souls in, or it is to get you away from danger. Okay, so if in your spirit you're feeling led to move, go, just go. Don't worry about what you have to give up or what you have to leave behind. He will provide for you. Just believe him to provide for you. He's faithful. He is so faithful. I want to tell you all about one other thing um, as I get ready to close here. I got a message in my spirit the other day, a couple of days ago, really, really strong. And I knew that it was for all of us. I knew it was for especially for all of you. Um, I have been praying Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 every day because I'm going through some stuff um, and need and need to pray those. But I was thinking about those one afternoon uh, that I because I had done them and I was thinking about those and it came up in my spirit. Secure your houses, secure your houses, secure your houses. And I think it has some to do with the economic crash, but I don't know what else, because here's the thing. When the economy dives. 
and people don't have money, when the economy goes down, crime goes up because people get hungry or they can't feed their children or they can't, you know, do whatever they need to do and crime will increase. So my encouragement to you is secure your houses, but secure them with God's word. Most of all, Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 are what I'm using. Psalm 91 is known as the Psalm of protection. And y'all know, because I've talked about it before, I've given you many testimonies that I've found in books about people who have prayed Psalm 91, and it has protected them from unbelievable odds where they should have been dead and other people died around them. So secure your houses and don't forget about that, okay? Um, Because that's really important. If you don't say Psalm 91 every day, you need to start saying it. And another thing that came up in my spirit recently, do y'all remember it was like four or five years ago or something, the Lord told me this particular way to pray, to pray over my food, my uh, electricity, my internet, things like that, the water. He brought that back up in my spirit. I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't been doing that because I have not been doing my decree prayers. I've not done my decree prayers in months because of being hit by so many different attacks. And I mean, one after another, after another, after another, and then being hit by the test on top of that. So then the test came right after the attacks. I'm like, all righty then. We're not getting a break or reprieve, apparently. What we're getting is prepared. So uh, it's pretty intense. So I've not been doing those. I need to get back to doing those because they only take, you know, like 10 minutes a day. And that's a lot of protection and provision for 10 minutes a day. So y'all don't forget about your prayers, okay? Because that's really, really important. And there are some things that you cannot buy protection from in any form. There are some things only God can protect you from, and that that is not in my notes, by the way. He's bringing that to me. So I wanted to read today's word to y'all for anybody who has not heard it yet because it helped make all the tests so much more understandable to me. It's dated December 24, 2022. It's called So Many Tests. My children question the many tests I am allowing their lives now. They seem a heavy burden to you. You do not understand why I am allowing them. My precious ones, in the time soon coming, my enemy and yours will put you through more tests in less time than this in an attempt to get you to deny your faith. Those of you whose faith has not been tried will still remain to be tested by him. If you cannot pass these, you will not pass those and you will deny me and spend eternity with my enemy. Those of you who walk in my ways continually have need of fewer tests. Those who have not passed each test will continue being tested that I may purify the areas in you that remain under the control of my enemy. The test will continue that you may be prepared to pass the ones yet to come in the time of much persecution. Focus on passing every test by responding according to my word. That's the key is the last line. To focus on passing each test so you don't have to retake them, you just respond to each thing that happens to you according to his word. And that is easier said than done. Can I just say that? Because one of the things that happens when you're being tested is you're usually under pressure before the test hits, especially if you're already in testing. So I just wanted to read that. Uh, Because I want to remind y'all of this illustration that I read podcast before last. This was sent to me by my friend Molly. We were emailing back and forth about the intense testing that was going on. And 
She emailed back to me and she said, I think a very good analogy for the unending, intense spiritual attacks is to liken it to how a diamond is formed. Diamonds are formed under extreme pressure and intense heat, taking ordinary carbon and turning it into a diamond, the hardest substance in the world. Only another diamond can scratch a diamond. God is creating an army of believers who are so strong, they're going to be scratch resistant to the enemy, impervious and unyielding to the demonic onslaught that is coming. I think she's right. I really think she's right. So I wanted to share that again because I think that is such a good analogy. I do truly hope all of you have a very lovely and blessed holiday season and that you have family with you to love on and enjoy. The holidays are so bleak when you're alone. If you know somebody that's alone, it's really good if you can reach out to them. I pray that you're staying warm and well and looking forward to the new year. May the Lord our God bless you and keep you well and safe in all you do, everywhere you go. Happy Christmas, everyone. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not. Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Praise Him Radio today. You can contact me by mail at my new address, JPH Inc., Glenda Lomax, P.O. Box 239, Turkey Creek, Louisiana, 70585, or by email at jphtoday at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination.